Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everybody. This is Truth Light, and our show is The Light of Truth. And uh, welcome on Wednesday. It is Wednesday, the first Wednesday of October. Woohoo! Fall is in the air. It's kind of exciting. I am uh, out and about in uh, travels and so I'm not doing the show from Sedona or Flagstaff today. I'm actually in a different location, and I'm keeping my locations this week kind of under wraps because it's a it's a really beautiful thing to have such a wonderful following, but I find that when I go to a place where I have a following, then <coughs> excuse me, I'm, uh, I'm not able to get a whole lot of work done because so many people want to see me, which is fabulous, but that's not what this trip is about. So... Um, so I'm keeping my locales, I'm kind of bopping around and traveling a bit, but I'm keeping it a bit of a secret. So it's kind of fun. On Facebook, I'm I'm kind of Facebooking little pictures from different airports going, where in the world is truth? Um, anyway, so you can follow me here on Blog Talk and on Facebook if you like. And and uh, I don't know, we'll probably be doing a bit more with that uh, as the days go by. So, uh, and again, pardon my cough, I still have that... Uh, the effects of the juniper. Sedona is still with me in my lungs, in my body, (coughs) and uh, the juniper is still kicking my booty, even though I'm not there anymore. So uh, anyway, so good morning to you guys, and uh, today, in, in the usual course of things, my angels gave me the topic of the show, oh, you know, about a minute before the show today, so I have no idea what direction it's going to go. But the topic of the show is answering the call. And, uh, you know, to me, of course, that, that's talking about your purpose, that inner call, that what it is um, you feel you're here to do, you know. And so how do, you, how do you go about answering that call? For some people it's pretty easy, and for other people um, sometimes it can be a little difficult because this call to do what you feel inside may not be what people expect from you. And sometimes it's very hard to go against that grain of what people expect from you. And so um, today that's what we're going to be talking about. So um, I do want to let you guys know, too, that if you'd like to call in, um, the number is 347-677-1443 if you want to chat with me if you're listening live, that kind of thing, you're welcome to call in, but I do ask that we stay on topic, you know, so, um, okay, so answering the call, what, the first thing is, how do you know what your call is, you know, how do you know, um, a lot of us have a feel, and I see this going on a lot with the people that I counsel and people that I life coach and that kind of thing, Um it's that, okay, there's something going on, there's something I feel like I need to be doing, I just don't know what it is, you know? And so sometimes what we need to do is kind of exactly what I'm doing this week, is we need to get out of our environment. We need to get away from all of the preconditioning of who we are and what people expect us to be and and just kind of get to know who are we, you know, who what is our vibration now? What is it that we feel ourselves turning into? 
And a lot of times when I'm working with people, I'll talk to them about the whole caterpillar and butterfly thing, right? Because, I mean, really think about it. This was shown to me in a meditation regarding myself at one point. <coughs> oh, my goodness. I am so sorry for the coughing. Um, and it's kind of funny because there's a butterfly flitting around the window outside right now as I'm talking. So that's kind of uh, interesting. But, you know, think about the caterpillar when it's going through this process. Does the caterpillar think it died? Does he wonder, what the hell am I, like, putting myself in this in this funky thing for? What am I thinking? Does he, does he even think about it at all? Is it a natural progression? Like, what goes on with the little caterpillar before he becomes the butterfly, you know? And once he becomes the butterfly, can you imagine having crawled on the ground your whole life, not even having, like, arms or anything, really, not getting up and walking, but really he's on the ground. And then all of a sudden he goes, oh, my God, something feels different. Wow, I'm up in the air. So, I mean, like, if you really think about what what that process must be like, how does that work? You know, it's fascinating. And the reality is that that's a physical, tangible manifestation that we can watch that is very symbolic of what so many of us go through. And so we need to remember that when we feel that, you know, God, something's different, I need to be doing something, I just don't know what, go back to the little caterpillar and the butterfly because he probably doesn't know what the hell he's doing either. (coughs) And... um, I will be very happy when these allergies are gone. Um, And so sometimes when we feel that frustration, we can probably just reel ourselves back in. For me, I find that works. I reel myself back in and I try to just calm myself rather than becoming frustrated, which we can do internally, you know, and, uh, and just, okay, so maybe calm myself down and figure out what is it that's feeling different? What in my life feels right? What in my life doesn't feel right? And it's not that you have to go and change it right away. It's trying to sort of get a feel for which directions are working, which directions you'll probably continue with, and which directions may need to be shifted. Right now, it's a time of change. We are... You know, I know that everybody thought, oh, 2012, ooh, it's going to be what? They thought it was everything was going to go kaflooey in one day. But it's a shift of a civilization. It wasn't that <coughs> December 21st, 2012, everything was going to shift right away. I can't even tell you some of the crazy stories I heard leading up to that, years leading up to that. It's that that was the beginning of a new paradigm. That was the beginning of a new state of consciousness that is emerging upon us. And so some of us are riding that wave and going with it a little more easily than others. And some of us are really just fighting it and um, and uh, really pushing to to have things be the same. And they're not going to be the same. So... We need to just resign ourselves to that right now. Things things are going to shift, and there's not really a whole lot that we can do about that. It's just going to happen. So I'm just going to tell you guys right now that one of the neighbors is coming over, so we're going to have a guest, a special guest. It's like, it's like Mr. Rogers. 
when he has the mailman come in or something. I don't know. It's rather funny. Nobody really gets that I do a radio show. It's kind of kind of hysterical. So anyway, ah <coughs> uh, yes, ah uh, yes. Anyway, so these paradigm shifts are are occurring in our lives, in the people around us, in Mother Earth, and in the other dimensions that we talk about in other shows, the fourth dimension, the fifth dimension. All these different things are are affected by the shift that is occurring. And so we have a lot of uh, energetic movement that we need to adapt to. So this is adaptation occurring, if that makes any sense. So when we have this calling inside of ourselves that we uh, we feel the need to answer. So you may be a construction worker and suddenly go, you know what, I I just have to dance. <laughs> I don't know, just making things up here. <coughs> um, it needs to be listened to one way or another, you know. Now, we're just going to take that because that's a fun one. Okay, so say you are a construction worker. And this is what you've done for the last 20 years. But in your heart, you really just want to be a ballerina or a jazz. We'll go with jazz or something, right? We won't say ballerina, cause, but, but it could be. Who knows, right? You could, I don't know, want to do jazzercise or something. And uh, that call is not going to be ignored. Now, we're taking a comedic kind of look at it, but but it can go for anything, You know, you may be an artist who now goes, you know what, I think I've had enough of this. I've had my fill. I really just want to go be in corporate America now. The shifts that are occurring are just all kinds of crazy. And so um, how do we listen to this when we have programmed ourselves to believe we are a construction worker, we are an artist? We've spent years building our reputation and building this and building that and you know, I've worked my whole life, and this is what people know me as. And wow, when you try to change from a construction worker to a little dancer, probably isn't going to go over very well. <coughs> so how do you listen? I'm so sorry, you guys. I'm going to try to find something that will help calm this cough while we're talking. But how do you make that shift um, and still maintain life so that it doesn't go careening out of control? You know, this is the challenge, right? So I find, and I, you know, as I said, I got this topic about a minute before we came on the air. So I'm processing this with you guys as as it's being shown to me. And I can only talk about my journey and the journeys that I've seen. And, ah, uh, uh, yes. The morning coffee. You guys still have me with my morning coffee. I'm in a different time zone, but it's still my first cup of coffee. That's pretty sad. So these journeys that I've seen, it can be very tumultuous. I've seen, um, you know, relationships break up and careers go tumbling. And I've also seen relationships get stronger and people become very happy in what they do. And sometimes it even keeps them happy in the career they're in that they thought that they were going to lose because, well, suddenly I have this soul of a dancer and I've been doing construction my whole life. Well, you know what? Maybe the two can work together. You know, sometimes it's answering that call, listening to your inner being. 
it doesn't have to be a blatant, out-in-the-open kind of shift in all cases. So the reason I bring this up is because we are all, almost all of us, going through this now. And if you're not yet, you probably will be, or you know somebody who is, or, you know, so understanding how it works is vital. It's important to... um to understand that just because you make a shift doesn't mean you have to make a complete and total um, upheaval of things. You know, you can make these shifts within yourself to the degree that feels good to you. And so a lot of times what happens is we become so afraid. I know somebody right now who's kind of going through this. They, they were very mainstream and, uh, they're married, they have kids, they, you know, they had a life. And yes, they have made some shifts and changes, <clears throat> but they're afraid to really commit to those shifts and changes because they're afraid of what the people around them will think. Now, these shifts and changes that they have made are not mainstream at all um, in their old life, right? Where they're at right now, it's actually pretty normal. And so they've actually moved their family. They've actually, you know, their spouse has agreed to those moves, has agreed to back them in their projects. And But there's something inside of them, you know, the person who is going through these shifts and making these changes and, and really strongly being called to do something. Um, and they're they're doing it, but they're holding back. <clears throat> and so what I can see is that it's that process of holding back that is really creating the issues. Everything around them is supporting them making these changes. And in fact, it's their ability to function in the mainstream and their ability to relate to mainstream people that actually gives them a leg up in the career that they're choosing now, right? Yes, it seems alternative, but it's still business. It's still interacting with people. It's still, you know, it's a spiritual path, but, but in a business sense. <clears throat> so the the fear factor is what's holding them back and now and now creating some issues with their business with their relationships within themselves they have this real turmoil going on you know and and so it's that identifying where is that turmoil coming from and is it necessary you know just because we have inner turmoil doesn't mean it has to be a big deal right? Just because we have this inner conflict going on, a lot of times, just like when you watch other people, right? Sometimes they get so upset. A little kid, right? For instance, will just, because a lot of times it's the little us inside creating the conflict. But if you watch a little kid and they're getting all, they're, they're, they're trying to tell you something and they're so angry and they're so this and they're so that or whatever it is, right? Whatever their emotion is. And, and when they finally get it out, you go, really, that was it? This is why you were hopping up and down. Well, it's really simple. Da 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 da. A B C D. Here you go. It's all fixed for you now. You know, but to them it was such a big deal. Well, so that's what kind of happens inside people as we're going through these shifts in consciousness. They're thinking that it's this huge deal, and and by they I mean us, all of us, because we're all them to somebody else, right? So. As we're going through these shifts and changes and we're hearing or feeling this call that we're led to follow, 
it seems like a much bigger deal than it really has to be. And because it seems like a bigger deal than it really has to be, we tend to make a much bigger deal of it than needs to be done, right? So in doing so, we create a whole lot of emotion and drama and chaos and whatever that doesn't need to be there. So we make things harder for ourselves when we don't just follow this feeling. So again, I'm going to liken this to nature because that's exactly what's happening. What's happening with this shift in consciousness, this evolution and enlightenment that we're going through, it's just nature, okay? It's just that for us, this particular shift only happens every so many thousands of years. With, you know, when I when I look at, say, the animals that migrate, the birds that fly south or fly north or whatever it is they're doing for whatever time of year it is, <clears throat> it's a natural call they follow. They don't get all upset and go, come on, are you guys coming? Because I want to go. I really feel like, we, are you guys coming? Because I'm not going to go if you don't go. It's not a whole lot of chaos and drama. You know, it's the... We, we kind of put ourselves above animals because, oh, we're very analytical and we can think about things and we can, you know, but is that really, who really has it more together? They have no problem answering the calls that are pulling them to go someplace or do something. And for them, as long as it's not a man-made mess, it works out every time. You know, they know exactly when to fly south. They know exactly when to fly north. They know how to follow the food chains. They know because they listen, they don't overthink things, you know, they don't get themselves in trouble with their fabulous brain power. And so we have to stop and realize that what's going on is nature taking its course. We've gotten so far from nature that we just don't even acknowledge we think we're better than nature. It's not that we think we're better than animals. We think we're better than nature, which means we think we're better than Mother Earth or the universe or the cosmos or creation. And that's really not so. <clears throat> because we are the only ones on this planet who overthink and analyze ourselves right out of listening to what nature is telling us to do. If you're getting a pull to to do more artistic expression, if you're getting a pull to be more active, if your body is saying, you know, please move me more, you know, there's probably a reason for it. If you're getting a feel that, you know, I know everybody in my circle believes this, that, or the other, but I really feel this pull to to study true yoga philosophy or true um, Buddhism or I have this pull to just begin checking out other things or I have this pull to begin sharing what I know or whatever it is. If you're getting this call to take action, to do something, then that's nature trying very hard to take its course. And are you fighting it all the way? Are you thinking that you are more together than Mother Nature and that you know better than she does? Is this something that you're going to veto? <laughs> right? I know better than planet Earth. I'm going to take care of this myself. And it's not even planet Earth. It's creation moving through you. I mean, you know, we often talk about being creation, the expression of creation or the expression of God, but then we we don't allow it to happen. 
So if you are the expression of creation or the expression of God or the universe or whatever you want to call it, who are you to go, no, 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 I'm a construction worker, I can't dance? Be a dancing construction worker. I don't know. Maybe by taking those steps and making some shifts in your life, even if it's not while you're at work, you know, you can uh, you can help other people understand that they don't have to be limited by this label that has been wrapped so tightly around all of us that we can no longer move. And unfortunately, we often have a hand in wrapping that label around us pretty tightly. So whose choice is it to leave that label there? Whose choice is it to make that label the only one that matters? The only one that controls what we do. So for instance, when I, I've talked to you guys about the fact that I start, I I recently started this candy bouquet business, right? Because I really, I enjoy making them. They're very elegant. They're very pretty. People love to get them. People love to give them. It's this really nifty process and it is completely seemingly completely meaningless it's not meaningless because the feeling of giving a gift that wows somebody is neat the feeling of getting a gift that is special and unique and made just for you is really neat and then also it it brings light it brings joy it brings bliss into the world so it's not as meaningless or frivolous as people might think and you know even if it were so what? It's what I'm called to do. It kind of balances out all the very heavy-duty things that I do with my spiritual stuff and my teachings and, and all of that. So it's very um, it's very balancing for me. So when I said that this is what I was going to do, people looked at me like I had three heads. Because what but you, wait, the work you do is so important, they would tell me. Or, you know, you've got so much going on with your spiritual stuff. How could you possibly take time to just make bouquets and just wrap candy? And what are you thinking, you know? And then they get the very serious, but sugar is bad for you and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, you know, lighten up. The people don't have to eat it. A lot of people just leave it there as a pretty decoration because they never want to destroy the bouquet because it's so pretty. Whatever. Who cares? A little sugar. Is not, you know, I mean, it's typically, it's moderation, people. Just like, stop being so serious about everything, you know. And that, I had to get past the point of people expecting me to be one particular thing and make them see, like it or not, that you don't know exactly who and what I am. And there is nothing wrong with me being multifaceted. And if you don't like all of my facets, who cares? And I'm going to walk my walk, and I'm going to follow what I'm called to do. And sometimes lightheartedness and levity and fun is what I do. You know, that's an important part of life, in my opinion. So it's really busting down those walls of people's concepts of who and what you are that actually allows them, whether they know it or not, it gives them freedom to do the unexpected and to be who they are. How could it possibly matter to somebody whether I spend some of my time wrapping candy into pretty flowers and making little bouquets out of it and giving it to people? How could that how could that possibly matter to anyone <clears throat> except me, right? So sometimes following the calling within is not, you know, yes, I at one point in time way back decided to follow the calling of my spiritual work. 
and that again was another shift. People looked at me like I had three heads and are you crazy and you can't do that and blah, 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 blah. But I did it and I'm still doing it. And it is a huge part of who I am. And in everything I do is that integrity. And so following that calling took a big shift. I called it coming out of the spiritual closet because it really was kind of like coming out of a closet when you're gay or something, especially in the Bible Belt, you know, where I grew up. And so (coughs) it's important to be confident within yourself. So we do have a caller, and uh, so I'm going to go ahead and pull you over, area code 256. Good morning, ma'am. How are you today? Great, and how are you? (laughs) I'm good, I'm good. So what do you think of today's topic? This is Kimberly, everybody. Hello, can everybody say hello, Kimberly? (laughs) (laughs) Hello. Um, Anyway, I think the topic is great. Especially your point when we think that we're smarter than nature. Oh, my God. <laughs> People don't think about that. And they look at me like, oh, yeah. I never thought of that. I'm like, yeah. yeah. Who the hell do you think you are? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Well, like when we really need to sit back and listen and look. Um, because God takes care of nature. And nature just waits and listens. And most of the time we don't do that. Right, because we're because we think we're smarter, and uh, yeah, it's kind of crazy, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it is. <laughs> it really is. It's almost like an oxymoron. You know what I mean? Right. Because we, we're here to take care of the plants and the animals, and how in the world can we be smarter? Well, are we? I mean, no, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Are we yep. here to take care of the plants and the animals, really? Don't you think they would do just fine without us? What the heck do they yes. need us for? Well, I agree. They don't need well, us. Why do, you need, why do you need veterinarians? I mean, you have to think about it. I mean, God gave us a higher Well, yeah, but if, if, we weren't, yeah. if we weren't here, take take man out of the equation, okay? Okay. Okay. The plants and the animals would be doing just fine because the plants and the animals don't have a problem with death because they understand yeah. there is no death. You don't see an animal freaking out going, you know. So, I mean, yes, granted, we can all all play intertwined nicely, yes. But I also think sometimes we get very full of ourselves going, oh, yes, well, we're here too. You know, and and I like people to stop and think, okay, if we took man out of the equation, wouldn't the planet be doing pretty nicely? Yeah. I mean, how many vets are needed because animals get hit by cars? Right. I agree. I agree. Totally. <laughs> so just just a little different perspective that needed to be tossed out there. I'm sorry. Carry on. No, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. So <laughs> really it seems that we're kind of here to to just be an expression of God, as are the plants and the animals. I mean, isn't everything just an expression of creation, whatever people, because, you know, I try to use different words because we have people with so many different beliefs that I don't like to limit it. Um, But isn't that what everything is? It's just kind of a creation of creation and it expressing itself through this, this particular planet. We're like a piece of art from creation, you know, 
At least that's how I see it in a lot of cases. But how do we then not follow that call that's within us? Right. I agree. So do you um do you see a lot of this with with uh like the work that you do cuz you're a teacher, right? So right. um so do you see whether it's the kids or the teachers or the administration or whatever people really just stifling themselves because that's how you play the game? Yeah, exactly. If you know that you're supposed to do something, which is nature knows that, okay, when I get water as a plant, you know, there's going to be some growth, there's going to be division. And Mm -hmm. if you know as a student that you need to come in, you need to listen intently, not just hear, you need to study, but if you don't do it, you're not going to retain the information. Right. So I, I think... That's the that's the same way. There are certain steps, just like with nature. There are certain steps. There are certain right. laws that you have to follow mm-hmm. in order to be successful. Right. Indeed. And so, how many teachers where you work are are walking around frustrated because they're feeling stifled because they can't really <laughs> express themselves? That does never happen, uh, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know oh. people need to people need to understand how frustrating it can be because you have to play a certain game to be a teacher and in a lot of cases that makes it so you can't actually teach, right? Right. So, I mean, that's the experience I used to have watching my mom and she was also a spiritual teacher um and counselor and that kind of thing just like I am and uh and so watching her in the mainstream teaching was an interesting process. We used to have a lot of philosophical conversations about how trapped you can be in that teaching role. <coughs> so, um, all right. So, so did you have something in particular to talk to us about today? Are we just calling to check in and say hello? I was calling to say hello and. Uh, Aww. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hello. <laughs> well, good, good, good. Okay. So, so okay. I am going to. Um, oh, um, one, yes. one, one quick question: Are you going to be available for uh, reading? Mm-hmm. I know it's been like almost like three weeks. So, if you're still busy, um, I guess yeah. I can still. Yeah, this week actually, I I am available. Okay. So, that's that's actually why I am not in Sedona. Um oh. I actually just got to my my top secret destination and um I have to keep it that way or else I won't be available, but I've got like a stack of people <laughs> that have been oh so patient and anybody who's listening like I I am so sorry. It I have been so slammed in Sedona that there's no way to even daylight and so um, you know I got away and I've just got this whole list of people that I need to connect with because oh, I've, okay. I've never been I've never been hard to get a hold of ever I'm always very accessible but I've always had an, an assistant <clears throat> and now you know Jessica was my assistant who owns and runs Sacred Light of Sedona 
So she's no longer my assistant. She needs an assistant, too. So, um, okay. So, yes, this week I will be getting in touch with people, and you're, okay. you're like, right at the top of the list because you've been very patient. And okay. All right. So, thank you very um, much. <laughs> and thank you for bringing that up, okay. yeah. So, okay. All right. So I'm going to pop you over and continue. Okay. All right. All right. Awesome. I will talk to you soon, Kimberly, like this week, okay. like today or tomorrow probably. Thank okay. you so much. All, All right. right. Thank you. Bye. Uh-huh. Bye. <laughs> All right. Yeah, for anybody who who's listening to the show or listening to the archives, if I've not gotten back with you, I'm so sorry. I just I really if there's anybody out there who who is a good assistant, please let me know. Granted, it takes a special person to be the assistant in this kind of work, but but I am really just overwhelmed with and actually, I think I think the uh the future assistant is is actually on our lines now. We just have to connect about that, and you know who you are. So we'll have to connect about that <coughs> possibly this week and get my life straightened out. That would be great. So this is another aspect of getting back to the topic. This is another aspect of answering the call, okay? So in answering the call to walk my spiritual path, we'll just go into my story a little bit, okay? So I went from being in sales and sales training and and that kind of thing, and kind of putting this stuff on the back burner to just really no longer being able to deny it. And so I came into beginning to teach classes, and you know, I finally got talked into teaching classes, and I would do readings here and there, and it got to be more more here than there, kind of just constant. And then it finally kind of replaced the sales thing. I just didn't have time for my other job anymore. And it warranted me being serious about it financially. You know, it was... It was worth it. <clears throat> but what happens is this kind of call, and in a lot of situations, just like when you start a business or you start anything, you start a college career, you have to take it seriously. And if it's a calling within you, then you have to give it the respect and the attention that it needs. And so for me, it warranted having apprentices and assistants and that kind of thing work work in conjunction to allow me to be able to do what it is I'm called to do. Because if you're like, if you have a call to be a spiritual teacher, leader, speaker, whatever, um, then it doesn't leave a lot of time for, you know, the earthbound making phone calls, sending emails. (coughs) Oh my goodness. So sorry. Uh, running to the health food store to get things that you need for a cough. Um, you know, just all the all the stuff that goes with life, when you answer a calling like this, there's just not a lot of time for it because there are so many people that are reaching out and how do you say no, right? If you can help somebody, it's part of the natural calling to say yes. And so then your needs tend to go unmet and that's not in a healthy balance either. And so it's very nice to be able to as you're answering these callings, it allows you, and this is this is another aspect of it, okay, if you have this really strong urge or strong calling to do something, whatever it is, in my case, it was the spiritual stuff, then as you start to walk that path, it opens doors and creates, and if you think of like a boat going through the water, okay, a motorboat really pushing through the water, it creates those waves and those wakes, that, and it provides that, sort of that, 
oh, that pull behind it where it affects the water around it, right? So as you take off and you start following your calling, it allows space for other people to do the same. And so, for instance, when Jessica became my assistant, that opened some new perspectives for her. It shifted things for her. And now her entire family's life has changed because she followed that and those doors were open for her. Now she is, in turn, opening the doors for other people because she's following that calling. And so it's really a beautiful process. Um, but it does mean that you, you have to take it seriously and <clears throat> and do the whole thing. Now you can do the whole thing little by little, you know, you can, uh, I mean, this didn't all take off in one day for me. I'm 48. This has been a lifelong process, you know. But the beautiful thing is the days are going to pass, the years are going to pass, whether you do anything with them or not, right? So you can take little steps as long as you are. What, what pains me more than anything else is to see somebody who has a very clear calling and have them continuously put it off until they believe they can do it 100%. Well, that doesn't really work because um, it's not likely that you're going to jump in and do things 100% from the get-go when it comes to something like this. It may seem as if something comes out of the blue. For instance, the candy bouquet business that will be, you know, it – I have I have rents to pay and kids to raise and whatever and and so I need financial income coming as well and so the candy bouquets provide that without me having to put pressure on the spiritual work to provide an income. It is important that there's energy exchange, but I never want to make that all about money. That's important for me. That's part of my calling. Um, I respect what I do and I believe in that energy exchange and I believe that's important for everybody involved. However, I like to have a little backup. <clears throat> it may seem to some people that this thing came out of the blue. In fact, I've been doing these since like the early 1990s, and I've always had a vision for what that business would be at some point. And I have a vision for where it will go as a nonprofit to assist other people. And so, you know, even that just kind of seems like it popped out, out of the blue, like what the hell is she thinking doing this? But it's been since the early 90s that there's been a step and another step and another step and another step. So the same with the spiritual calling. And see, the candy bouquet thing really is a calling for a nonprofit to help a, a couple of different groups of people. And so it actually isn't as out of the blue and crazy as people think because there's a, a down-the-road vision and it is a calling that I have. It's a need that needs to be fulfilled and I have the means to do that. And so Nietzsche is saying, could you please send some energy this way? And that's really what we're doing when we're answering a call, is that creative expression is seeing that there's a channel of fulfillment that can work through us to fulfill this need that is out there. And so what it's doing <coughs> is creation recognizing the potential within us and saying, oh, yes, you have some, I can get to the end goal by by assisting some growth within you. And so it 
it's wanting to join the two energies to fulfill that that goal or that desired creation that it feels the need for. And so that's what we're doing when we're answering a call. For instance, my spiritual aspect of things, I have some unique skills. I have some unique experience. And so when when the need arises as society progresses and the state of consciousness shifts and changes, somehow I have this ability to kind of bridge the gap between mainstream and metaphysical and mystical and and all of that. I seem to have a knack for that. And so I'm not necessarily meant to be somebody's forever teacher. I'm not going to, I'm not the one who's going to say you should only follow my teachings because I don't believe that to be true. I don't follow only one set of teachings. I love to learn and I take what works for me and I leave what doesn't because I know when people get involved, including myself, they, they keep what works for them and leave the rest, right? So, so to get a well-rounded version of myself, I'm involved in a lot of different things that feel right to me. It takes a lot of different colors of paint to make specific colors, right? So it just depends on what creation is trying to build and and create out of you. And so I know I, I kind of lost track there for a minute, but uh, and I forget where I was going with that, but... Um, Allowing creation to work through us to achieve its goals is kind of a neat place to be in, you know. So I encourage you to listen to those callings and to perhaps see it a little differently when we feel that frustration or that, I just can't get it, I just can't get it. I hear that so often. There's something and I just don't know what it is. And we almost get angry about it and we feel trapped and we, you know, well, I feel it, but I can't do anything about it. All that resistance (coughs) is being created by us. All of the resistance that we feel when we feel trapped or we feel like we're held hostage by our own lives, that's resistance that we are creating because we're attached to a particular outcome or we have certain expectations of what's right, what's wrong, what's supposed to be in life, what's not. We're concerned or fearful of what people are going to think. Are people going to respect me less? What are what are people going to think about me? How are they going to how are they going to react to that? And so we get so caught up in those things that we we completely negate that call from nature or that call from creation. And that call is creation saying, "You know what? I believe in you and I believe you are the right person for this job." That's us being hired by creation to allow it to express itself through us. And there really is no higher praise than that. And so instead, we being the very evolved creatures that we are above the animals and so 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 what and so on. There you go. And so on. And and so we get all caught up in in our thinking and our analytical process that we negate and override creation. So I encourage you to perhaps shift the perspective a bit. And when we see somebody trying to break out of the mold that has been created for them and 
and follow a calling, whatever it may be, I kind of ask that maybe you take it easy on them, you know, that maybe you um, allow them to to have their process and honor the fact that they've been chosen by creation to follow that. They are becoming a butterfly, or at least they're trying to. You know, and what we as the people on the other side need to decide is, are we going to allow them to have that process, or are we going to squash their cocoon? You know, if you take a, a cocoon that's, you know, in, in Sedona I have a picture of cocoons that were hanging on a railing and the, the people at the store put a sign that said, cocoon, please don't touch, you know, because they said that a lot of times people will take the cocoon and move it someplace safer, you know. Well, then you've just disrupted the whole process, you know. And so sometimes the cocoon needs to occur right out in the middle of a handrail or something. So people, it doesn't matter. People need to adjust how they react, not the person going through the process, you know. And granted, we have to live in this world together, but we, uh, you know, so when you're going through your process, you do have to um, take into consideration other people's process as well, But it doesn't mean that you have to hide yourself while you're going through it either. So just some some food for thought there, everybody. And uh, hopefully this will give us a different perspective upon our own processes and help us remember that other people are going through theirs as well. So we're going to go ahead and try to do a meditation today. And I'm going to hope that I can refrain from coughing uh, during during said meditation and we probably will wrap the show up a little bit early today simply because I am having a little bit of a difficult time speaking um, before we go into the meditation I just want to say thank you to holisticnaturalco.com um, that's Holistic Naturals for the uh, the supplements that I'm doing it really is making a difference and um, and so that's Spring Peony our, our friend Spring Rain Peony who also has Eat Conscious and Be Merry, that fabulous cookbook that I'm actually buying a copy for um, quite a few people this Christmas. So um, now you all know what you're getting. Um, I I just have found it really neat. And I'm actually um, making the chocolate mousse that's made from avocado for some people this this Saturday that I'm having a dinner with, and I'm not telling them that it's avocado until after... um, until after we eat because they'll never know and it'll be fun to watch their faces because they don't like anything healthy. So very excited about that little healthy prank. And uh, anyway, so that's holisticnaturalco.com. And uh, again, check out their their holistic line and their supplements and the cookbook and everything. And then also Sacred Light of Sedona. You guys check it out. If you're in the Sedona area, come see come see Jessica and Jose and everybody there. And um and also, I wanted to tell you guys, too, our friend Einstein the Crystal Skull is going to be on Ancient Aliens October 7th. Um, I believe it's at 10 o'clock Eastern anyway. So check it out on your uh, on your TV schedules. And Einstein the Crystal Skull is one that we work with a lot at Sacred Light of Sedona. Carolyn Ford, his keeper, is somebody that I've really come to um, enjoy an awful lot. And uh, And so I hope you guys will check it out October 7th. 10 p.m. Eastern on the History Channel. And uh, so there we go. So now we're going to go ahead and do our our, uh, meditation. (laughs) Okay. And 
and we'll just hope for the best as far as the, if there's coughing, don't let it throw you. We'll get right back to our meditation. So, all right, you guys. So everybody just take a nice deep breath, relax. And, of course, if you're driving or something, do this on the archives. But go ahead and take a nice deep breath and close your eyes. Get nice and settled in where you are. And just feel feel your own energy. Begin to, as you're breathing in and breathing out, Begin to release the thoughts of the things around you and become very aware simply of your breath going further and further in. And as you release, just allowing tension and excess thoughts to leave along with it. And and as you bring your awareness now to your heartbeat, your heart center, just feel this beautiful warmth and this illumination of light Feeling the light of creation that resides within your heart center, reminding you of the strength and the power behind this. Begin to experience that heart chakra, that heart center, that light of creation moving throughout your entire body and sharing this beautiful energy with the chakras or energy centers along the core, first in your solar plexus, and then bringing it down to just behind your your belly button area and just really filling these spaces with this beautiful light of creation. And then down kind of just under your groined area, so actually where there is no physical torso, just kind of in between your legs, so it's a bit under your butt. And uh, we just feel this light of creation moving through these different energy centers and this This root chakra, the last chakra, we feel that energy very solid, helping us to relate more with the earthly experiences and bringing that light of creation down into our earthly journey so that we have a beautiful balance of creation and earth, of heaven and earth, of spirit and physical. And then we feel this light come all the way down past our feet, about eight inches under our feet. And we see that earth star chakra that very few people know about. And we see this beautiful light of creation sharing with that chakra, sending love. It's almost pulsating, sending that love and light of creation to share with Mother Earth and to anchor us into Mother Earth in a very healthy and buoyant manner. And so we're able to move more effectively along our path in life because we remember to nurture and energize this earth star chakra. And we say thank you to Mother Earth. And we feel this energy move back up along those energy systems and we see it move up into our throat chakra as we feel that beautiful harmony and balance of Mother Earth and Father Sky, the light of creation residing in that communication chakra, assisting us and moving us through our day, communicating clearly with ourselves and with others. And then we feel the illumination of that silver cord we begin to remember that we have that energetic umbilical cord with the light of creation. And this is 
all the way up past the Christ consciousness. We bring our awareness up and we follow this cord. And it's all the way up to the heavens, all the way up to the highest of high vibrations. It's past the angelic realm. It's all the way up through the dimensions. And we see that this is our true home. And we can follow this cord up to our true home at any point in time. And as we become more and more aware of this, we feel this light entering, very gently pulsating through the top of the very top of our head, through our crown chakra. And it's pulsating back and forth with this light of creation. And we feel it come down and just begin to illuminate our third eye. And we feel it becoming very balanced and whole. The warmth emanating from our forehead. And we feel this beautiful light becoming almost solid as we move through life, allowing us to share love, to share bliss, to share harmony, to share clarity with people as we interact with them. But not so large as to overtake things or overshadow our overall experience. And now as we stop, we begin to view ourselves almost in a detached manner and we see these beautiful light centers all the way down the center of our body and we see them spiraling in a clockwise motion ever so gently, stably, the beautiful colors of the rainbow moving through our system and we breathe into this and we take three or four nice deep solidifying breaths, holding this space for that beautiful creative source to move through us, to allow us to remove obstacles, to repair any energetic short circuits happening within us. And we radiate this beautiful, solid energy around us, understanding that by doing so, we bring clarity and balance into our lives. We bring confidence. We bring the inner knowing that creation is working through us and that we are a beautiful artistic creation of life force energy. We are unique. We are individual and we are ever shifting and changing. We are ever expanding our potential and we are the fulfillment of creation. And as we do so, we begin to see the beautiful creative team that's with us, these beautiful angels that follow us through life, that help to guide us, that assist us when we need assistance and that just are with us as our best friends, as as our cooperative team in answering the calls that we receive. By assisting us, they are answering the calling that they're receiving. And it's a beautiful, beautiful partnership. So we see these lights around us and we understand that they are of Christ consciousness or above, fifth dimensional, at least, and sometimes star beings of beautiful enlightenment. 
And as we begin to breathe into this as our reality, we become again aware of our physical being and we become aware of that beautiful energy vibrating through our physical being and we feel it perfecting everything in its wake. The organs, the muscles, the bones, the brain, everything, the eyesight, the taste buds, the hearing, everything is is being nurtured and cared for. And we feel that beautiful heart center again become our focus. And we bring our intention and our attention to that heart center and we see this light brilliant and beautiful. And we begin to bring it down to a concise, uh, beautiful orb of light and we bring our awareness back into our body as our human form, climbing back into our skin suit, if you will, for the rest of our day. We take some nice deep breaths and we give gratitude and we give thanks for all of the beautiful experiences, all of the experiences that we encounter throughout our days. And we ask our angels to accompany us and and include us in their communications and we ask for clearer communication and to build that relationship more favorably and when you're ready relax take some nice deep breaths and open your eyes i'm so very happy you all joined me today it's a uh, a unique experience coming to you at this time of day for me it's it's uh i'm i am on the east coast i'll give you that clue and uh and so it's about 11:30 here so i wish you all a happy afternoon and enjoy your time remember visit sacredlightofsedona.com holisticnaturalsco.com and uh say hello to my friends there just kind of hit a hit a Contact us and say hello. Let them know what you think about their sites and let them know you heard about it here. Hit follow on a Blog Talk Radio page for Truth Light and also Facebook page for Truth Light. And and if you are someone who wanted to contact me about a reading or life coaching or something, um, it's probably best to message me in those two places, either Blog Talk or, or Facebook. And uh, as the mysticaltruth.com site is really in need of repair so i don't even bother to promote it anymore um all right you all so we have about 90 seconds i want to wish you a wonderful day and thank you for joining us and uh tell all your friends to listen to the light of truth and we will see you back here tomorrow have a great day